on this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast, you, uh, well, you're, you're stuck listening to DFib and I because we had a cancellation this week. He couldn't make it to the last minute, and we got to stay on schedule with our recording. So you're going to hear us talk a little bit about our festivities of Nantan Week 2000. And 23. It's a hype that's here in Susquehanna Valley and someday is going to spread across the nation, folks. And then we also talk a little bit about uh, our transition where DFib handed off the title of Nantan to myself. Uh, and I'm very humbled and honored to have that role. And we're going to talk a little bit about some, some visions that I have for the packs in the future. And lastly, we talk a little bit about the 4th of July because this is going to air the day before Independence Day, July 4th. 2023 and uh, we'll have some little reminders of, of what you need to think about as you celebrate that holiday. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Hey, welcome to a special episode of the High Impact Man podcast. This is special because our guest that we had scheduled uh, to record for this week uh, is MIA. And we hope to get him on in the future because it's going to be worth it. But uh, the truth is that we got to get get one recorded here. And so you're all in for a treat because <laughs> all you get is defib and dial-up. That's special, all right? That is special. <laughs> <laughs> or wise Mike tell you why we're special. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so don't don't hang in there, okay? Don't turn us <laughs> off yet. Um, we actually have something planned that I hope will be beneficial to everyone out there. Yeah, we planned it five minutes ago. Dial up. Don't Shh, tell them I'm that. sorry. I get where you see it. No, we actually, I guess we planned this one like earlier today. We did. We yeah. did. We. It's been in our brains though, you know, right. bouncing around a little bit. I actually had put a, a little poll question out on the nation's mumble chatter channel and asked, I said, if, uh, if there was just an episode with Deep and dial up, uh, what would you like to hear? What topics would you like to hear? And, um, you know, I got some great, you know, responses like <laughs> Deep and dial up, talk about dungeons and dragons. And, uh, Bing said, Talk about which came first, the chicken or the egg. And anyway, um, we had some other one, one serious response from Sprocket, but uh, Sprocket is a great, great topic. Maybe in the future we'll do it. That is, why do we train? Uh, but uh, we have decided not to do any of those right now. Yeah, because Dungeons and Dragons was not going to work. No, I saw the movie, but I've never played the game. I, I was going to ask, uh, have you ever played the game? No, 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 no. I, I did one time. We had, we had like a, a board game club in high school and. I don't even know why I was in that club, but uh, mm-hmm. I, it was just a filler. And uh, on our schedules, that we had to take like some clubs. And I, I have no idea why, but like I ended up playing one game of Dungeons and Dragons with the the Dungeons and Dragons crew from the school, mm-hmm. and I, I I totally did not get it. Did it you have to like, dress up or like, something? No, no. Oh, it was okay. just like like twenty different die of different faces, right? Because like some of the die have like. 20 different I've, faces I'm on them. Completely ignorant. And it's like, would you walk through the door and there's a dragon? Like, oh, okay. All right. Imagine it. Imagine. Imagine right. a dragon. And then I, you had to like roll the die and like you would, depending on, you'd get like three rolls and 
depending on how many points you scored, you'd slay the dragon. If not, you died, and then like the game was over. Dude, you know a lot about Dungeons. But it seemed like, like it seemed like one of those things you could just make this crap up as you went. Like literally, yeah, yeah. like it's like oh, it's, there's a, now there's a, a wildebeest behind door number two. How do you win? I don't, I don't know, because I think the dragon killed me behind door number one. <laughs> <laughs> Dial up went down early. Yeah, yeah. The only, th- I think, the thing that made Dungeons and Dragons uh, at least known to me somewhat was the Netflix show Stranger Things. Uh, yes. And I didn't learn much from that. So anyway, they're due for a new episode, I believe, of Stranger Things. Another season. Some point. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we are not going to talk about that, but we are going to talk about a couple things, and um, one of those is, and we sort of mentioned it, I think last a couple weeks ago in a podcast we had or maybe two different ones i can't remember but anyway we were uh, at in our region the susquehanna valley region i had planted the shovel flag three years ago on may 20 21st or 22nd it was actually 23rd i looked that up 23rd we're, we're both wrong 23rd yeah. may 23rd 2020 yeah. so three years later i decided for multiple reasons that it's time for me to step down as nantan and hand the reins to dial up so uh, we had planned to do that on uh, June, um, what was the date this past Saturday? Whatever, last Saturday. Yeah, was. this past Saturday we did it. <laughs> 10th, uh, I think it was June 10th. Yeah, it sounds No, it was right. June 10th. I put it on your brick. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, that was planned in advance. But that was the last day, day seven, what we call Nantan Week. So I wanted to share a little bit about that. I know I've shared it before, but I don't know if anybody else does this. And maybe it's a stupid idea. Maybe nobody wants to do this. But for us, it works really well. Uh, The most important thing about it is we always set that week as a time where our goal is to set attendance records. And uh, I'll let Dial-Up tell you the numbers because he's the number keeper. But um, we have a one beat down... Every morning, Monday through Saturday. Well, those of you on the East Coast are familiar with the great smoke cloud that came through right. last week. And so our Thursday morning beat down because the air quality level was at, at dangerous levels. We made a decision that morning to post or cancel that beat down, right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. We did. And I know some people are out there like sissies, right? <laughs> and, and that was the attitude we had, right? It was like, All right, we're, I'm going to show up. Because right. we're men, we do stupid things regardless of how it's going to maybe yeah. positive, whether land us in emergency room positively or, not. or negatively impact our health. But given given that one of the guys that was a, a, a strong participant at Antan Week is a pulmonologist, yeah, and he advised us against it when yeah. the uh, it was in the red. The or air quality right. values were like double what is actually recommended to not exercise, like one fifty. Yeah. I guess if it's over one fifty, they really suggest you should not exercise in it. Yeah, and it was like over 300 that morning yeah yeah so anyway um we listen we listen to the expert yeah the morning the day like that expert that told us not to get the cold not to get into cold water yeah 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 to see soft that time (laughs) yeah we're never listening to him again but anyway we had um only five days to set our weekly record of attendance and we were successful so despite missing one day of a beatdown, we were successful successful at setting our, our total weekly attendance, and we set a one-day attendance record uh, that Saturday, the Saturday that I handed off uh, the Nantan duties uh, to dial up. And um, so we did a beatdown Saturday. Uh, we had 19 guys there. Yeah, that's our single-day record. Beat, beat our previous one by 18. I think we averaged on Saturdays. It's more lately, but I think we averaged on Saturdays probably anywhere from 12 to 15 guys, something like that. But we never really get more than 13, 14, you know, or 15. Uh, this time we had 19. But anyway, a lot of people turned out uh, because they knew that uh, we were going to have just a short ceremony at the end to hand over the Nantan duties. And so I queued. I took the queue. And at the end, 
Um, I presented Dial Up with a gold brick with his name on it and F3 and the date that he became an Antan. And uh, you didn't tell me about this yet, by the way, but he's been asking me for my smoked meatloaf that I make. <laughs> and so I gave him a smoked meatloaf I made the night before. And uh, so how was the smoked meatloaf? You didn't tell me. The smoked meatloaf was good. Is there is there is there turkey burger in it? No. It's all? It's just beef and pork. It's beef and... Oh, it's the pork. Okay, because yeah. there was like a lighter color in yeah. some of the sections. I was like, hmm. Yeah, you? it wasn't mixed completely, but... I uh, shared it with the family. Yeah. I thought about maybe my first message. Um, it, well, yeah, so let me step back. It was very good. Okay. Loved it. I just... Uh, I ate the last piece of it today. Like, I, we had it on Sunday. No. Yeah, we ate it on Sunday, and then... I was kind of eating it as leftovers right. throughout the rest of the week. Yeah, they're good as leftovers. I told right? my family to leave it alone. They got some of it on. They got the. Sh- I shared it on Sunday, but then I got all the leftovers. Did they like it? They liked it. Yes, they okay. thought it was very, very good. And it was miss- missing my secret ingredient. I totally forgot about that ingredient. My secret ingredient in my smoked meatloaf is to grate smoked Gouda cheese into the meatloaf. It keeps it moist and it adds, adds a little bit of more smoky flavor. So, but yeah, so we just took some Gouda and and shredded it over the top. Did and you? melted it? And that was really good. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, so my wife of- actually likes it better this way without the smoked Gouda. But anyway. Yeah. So you know, I thought about that. You know, I've been thinking like, what's my first message going to be to the packs mm-hmm. as as a Nantan? And I, I don't think I'm going to use this one, but I, th- I thought, oh, here's an object lesson lesson about smoked meatloaf, right? Mm-hmm. So smoked leaf meatloaf. You know, I, I could I thought, hmm, you know, if you just do the meat by itself, like it crumbles and it falls apart. Yeah, you know, you got to have something that binds it together, right? So mm-hmm. you you mix in some breadcrumbs or something along those lines, and and so I was thinking, it's like, oh, meatloafs, you know, like us, like we we need other things, other men with us. To help bind us together in this bond right. of brotherhood, so we keep our keep keep our shape, right? Yeah. And then uh, the other thing is like smoking it cures it, right? So like our workouts, right. that's and that's our that's our smoking process. That, wow. That cures us and prepares us to be uh, to last longer, right? And to be able mm-hmm. to endure and not need to be refrigerated and wow and last okay. longer, right? Yeah, this is getting good. So it would have sounded a little bit better had I, I had thought this out a little bit more. So we're gonna have the smoked meatloaf beatdown. Yeah, by, yeah, yeah, by yeah. maybe someday we'll have a smoked meatloaf beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so I know all of you, all, some of you have already tuned out, but anyway, what, the smoked meatloaf is good. Okay, the smoke. I only use a gas grill. It takes the smoke really well, uh, and it's a hit with my family and my mother in law. It's her favorite food she's ever eaten. So whenever she comes over, I have to make smoked meatloaf for her. But it was really cool. I uh, the brick was because dial up has uh, in. Since we started, if you when a guy reached his hundredth post, uh, you would give him a black brick with his name on it and hundredth post and that kind of thing. So, I got you a, I got you a big brick. I got you a paver. It was painted Very in nice. gold and uh, it meant and, a lot. It's it's really cool. It's like it's like dazzling gold. It's not just like gold. Oh, it's, it's shiny it's gold. Shiny gold. Yeah. Like it, it's like it looks like a gold nugget. Yeah. It's a gold bar. I got you. It is a gold bar. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have it on my bookshelf next to my hundredth post brick from back in the day. Sweet. And uh, and there. So for you as a Steelers fan, you got Steelers colors and true, true. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Black brick and a gold brick. Uh, Although we so, see the Steelers are black and gold, but it's really black and yellow. Yeah. Well, we're honest about it. But anyway. Um, so now, uh, you're officially Nantan. Um, what plans do you have going forward? Uh, let's see, probably not to repeat the workout that you did, uh, for that Nantan day. No, okay. just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we, we should talk a little bit about that. So the, the part of, part of DFib's beatdown was this awesome idea that he had that, that just the day prior, the world record was set for the two mile. Yeah. And the guy had ran four flat. For the first mile, and then I think he closed in a 354. 353. Yeah. Anyway, but his pace was an average of 357. Right. Right. And so he's like, okay, line up on the track and run as far as you possibly can and 
three minutes and 57 seconds. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to kind of coast through this. And then for some reason, Thin Crust. Thin like, Crust pushed it, baby. He did. Like, Thin he wanted crust, to like, beat you. took off. I'm like, dude, relax. Like, it's like kill ourselves yeah. here. But he pushed us. I was hurting till the end. And we got a little over two and a half laps in. And, uh, and then I thought, okay, we're done with that. And then we did a bunch of other stuff. And then at the end, you're like, line up again. We're going to see how far you go the second time. All right, we bookended like, the Oh, beat good down. Lord, it's going to really hurt the second time. <laughs> so I managed to get just as far yeah, the I, second we, time. We bookended the, the uh, I bookended the beatdown. My initial plan was to run as far as you can in four minutes. I don't know why I came up with that. Yeah. But when I arrived at the at the AO, uh, Chowda told me that the, the record had been set. Right, told me yeah. the mile. I said, oh, that's perfect. We're going to go 357. Yeah. So you know what's interesting is 357 mile. You think about that. Um, that's less than a minute for a quarter mile. Yep. And my guess is, you tell me, you're the you were the fastest. I don't think anybody ran a sub one minute quarter mile, even. Oh no, you could line our packs all up and just have us one run lap, run one lap, and no one would run. No one would get under a minute well, yeah. unless if, if Pong button, if Pong, Pong was there, right, Pong yeah. could do yeah, it. If right. um, the young guys, yeah, yeah. if uh, Hamlet was there, Hamlet could do right. it. Right, guys that are running cross country in college. But yeah, uh, those those are probably the only two. You think about doing that for for two miles, so. right? That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I thought it was, well, anyway, I was trying to mix in some running with, you know, the rest of the stuff that we did, boot camp style stuff. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, so back to what was your question? question was, what, what, what's your vision going forward now? <laughs> My vision. Well, you know, I shared with the guys that I'm really excited about. And, and let me take a step back. Some of you might hear those numbers that DFib was sharing. Like, you know, we had 50 total posts for the week. Remember, we're not a huge region. We're like rural Pennsylvania. That's, that's like really good for us. Um, small town kind of rural PA again, but anyway, so we're like super excited to get 50 guys out, uh, 50 posts throughout the course of the week, 22 guys total had posted at least for one workout mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, to have 19 show up on Saturday and, and a bunch of the regulars weren't actually able to join. Right. So we, they we were, would have had they like were close away. to 20, 24 or so yeah, if the regular guys yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because like we've been really seeing some nice growth yeah. in attendance over the past, uh, I would say two months. We've been seeing a lot of new FNGs mm -hmm. uh, rolling in the past few months that are that are that, that are not that are not one and done. So they're they're sticking around and they're starting yeah. to show up. Got some new guys that have come. Um, you know, Stinger, Aquaman, just uh, two guys thinking off the top right. of my head here that you know are new guys FNGs that have really like latched on to Cowbell, Cowbell, and Cowbell. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, Cowbell was there this yeah. morning. Um, you know, there, so there are three guys that are really. Um, are really embracing what F3 is about. Right. And so I'm, exci I'm excited. We've got some good momentum going. Yeah. we got some guys that are coming down from the Lewisburg area. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which is a prime location to get an AO started. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, if we could get the Bloom area started back up again, you know, we had an AO up there, and then kind of that leadership fell apart. We need to get that going again. But anyway, so so my vision is 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 to really get us expanded to some of the neighboring towns. Yeah. You know, Lewisburg, I think, is an, an ideal place um, you know, nice, uh, college town, um, lots of great AO potentials up there. And the, the two guys that are coming down from there, Mr. Clean and foreclosure, I think they would do a great job uh, absolutely. At, at getting yeah. started up there. And, right. uh, I think amongst the rest of the packs, we know a lot of guys in Lewisburg that would probably jump in and get involved if they had an AO closer yeah. to them. So, so Lewisburg for us is about... 25 minutes west, 30 minutes west. Yeah, about 25 like or 30 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the joke in my family is it's only, it takes us 15 minutes to get there because my wife claimed that once and yeah. me and the kids all said, you're, you're nuts. Yeah. Like, there's no way you can get there in 15 minutes. So anyway, but yeah, 30 minutes away. Um, 
and a great again great little college town bucknell university's there yeah uh, Mr. Clean, you know, he's really involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's uh, mm-hmm. we had him on here. Right, uh, he was a guest on the podcast. couple weeks ago. Actually, when he was on the when he was on the show, he didn't have an F three name yet because no, he had he posted. Right, but, he, but Bill Moreau has now posted. He's now Mr. He's Clean. Got the name Mr. Clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so I'm I'm excited about the potential of getting an AO started up there. You know, we have a bunch of guys that are, that still come from like the Northumberland area or teach in the Northumberland area. Like in the mornings, I still think that's a prime location. So I'm yeah. excited about the potential that let's let's move outside of the walls of, of the Danville proper here where we're at now and where all of our AOs are to get some some other AOs launched in our neighboring towns. And yeah. whether they launch as a new region or launch as part of F three Susquehanna Valley doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. More men need to experience F three. Yeah. Amen and, to that. Uh, so expansion. That has. so, so your, ex- your vision is expansion. You got it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's one thing, um, you know, I'd shared with you and I haven't shared this with the packs yet. So the packs listening by the time this, uh, podcast airs, I'll probably have shared with them. So mm-hmm. then it'll be old news, I guess. But you know, one of the other things I really want to do is I want to, I want to kind of get, um, the concept of we use it in our church where we have mini flocks. Yeah. And so, you know, our deacons within the church are assigned a mini flock and it's, you know, you've got it, you know, Deacon A has letters A through D in the alphabet and, mm-hmm. uh, Deacon B has letters E. I shouldn't have used letters for both. Right. That doesn't make sense. But anyway, anyway, so you're assigned, you know, a group of folks from within the congregation that you're, um, in charge of, you know, staying in touch with, seeing what their needs are, reaching out to them, staying in communication, um, addressing any of their needs. And then you also serve as their point of contact where they, they come to you if, if they've got things that they need to share problems. And then mm-hmm. that kind of eliminates, uh, alleviates some of the pressure on the pastors. Um, yeah. Tries to eliminate some of the pressure on the pastors, pastors, but uh, you know that that concept. I'd like it, and I know as our region grows, and we have more and more packs that are coming, and even more of the packs that are hit and miss. You know, they might be there one time, and we mm-hmm. don't see them for a couple months, and then they show up. I, you know, I think it's going to be hard to keep communication going with with all of them as for me personally, just as as a Nantan. You know, we got like yeah. 110, 120 guys on the rolls. I think. To be constantly reaching out to them is, is probably a little bit more than I'm going to be able to do. Maybe that's a bad excuse and bad attitude on my part. You can tell me if it is. Um, but I would like to set up kind of that mini flock type of idea or concept mm-hmm. within our region where if I can get, you know, six or seven guys from the packs to say, hey, yeah, I, I want to do this. Like I want, I'll take 10 guys in my fold. I'll make sure I'm following up with them when we haven't seen them for a little while. Just touch base with them every week. Hey, how's life going? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even making a phone call, you know, kind of like the Toby talk concept that we had early on with right. our one guest on here. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd like to get that going within. I think within that's a brilliant idea. And especially for the regions that are really big. So, you know, as an Antan for me for the first three years, it was, it's pretty easy to know everybody because we only have one AO every day. Yeah. And, you know, it's, like you said, we're not huge, but um, but guys can fall through the cracks, guys that you don't see too often and that kind of stuff. I try really hard to reach out to guys uh, throughout the week that I haven't seen for a while and that kind of thing. But um, for Nantans of larger regions, and maybe people are doing this out there. So if you're out, do, out there doing it and uh, you want to chime in on this, you know, give us, contact us uh, and tell us if it's working or not because uh, Dial-Up would love to have the feedback. But, you know, some places have like multiple AOs in the same day and they're spread across, a, a you know, right. a geographical region that's bigger than us. And so the Nantan, it's hard for the Nantan to know because you can only be at one spot at a time. So this is a really interesting way 
to try to uh, to delegate leadership, yeah. right? Uh, outside just like your SLT. It's a really good idea, I think. You know, like kind of, you know, I, I obviously went to the military squads, you know, maybe a squad of, you know, four to six guys or whatever, and uh, or call it whatever you want. Call it a mini flock, call it whatever. But it's pretty cool. But it's something that somebody's going to have to always be on top of to right. say, uh, hey, we got a new FNG. Where are we going to plug them in? Yep. Yep. You know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And some will be natural fits, you know, right? Because yeah. you'll naturally have some type of connection. Probably the guy that EHs you, right? That person, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, But, yes, yeah, so that's that's something I want to get going. So I'm, I'm going to be reaching out to the guys here real soon to um, share that idea. First, I want to talk about it with the shared leadership team when we have our first meeting. And, yeah, mm -hmm. pitch the idea, see what they think. They can tell me if it's a horrible idea, tell me it's a good idea. And, you know, you never know until you try it. That's right. right. So we're going to try it. I'm yeah. free to lead. Right? You are. You're free I'm to free lead, to lead So we're going to try it, and we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, uh, man. You are the Nantan. Awesome. You are imbued with immense power here. Yeah. Man. You can do what you want. Yeah. It's cool. So, uh, you know, those, those are two things. Um, I would like to try and continue uh, to to get some type of rucking culture started here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I think Boss Hog still has some interest. You know, uh, ironically, Boss Hog reached out to me this week. He goes, hey, I'm going to do a ruck. Uh, what's today? Wednesday. Tuesday. He goes, Tuesday night, I'm going to do a ruck. Mm -hmm. Let's get something out on Slack and see who shows up. I don't think I don't know whether anybody joined him or not. I think it was just him and uh, Deuce's son. But you know, I still think that's um, something that I think some guys will latch on to. Yeah, I think so because uh, there's a lot of benefits to rucking. You know, in the minimal yeah. amount that I've done, you know, just that that the fact that you can more easily carry on some conversation as you're rucking. You know, as mm -hmm. a group, kind of stick together. You don't get separated quite as much as you as you do. Mm -hmm. um, when, when you're having runs or, or, or tougher workouts. So there's, there's a lot of benefits there and I think some guys will still latch onto that. So I'm going to continue to, to poke at boss hog and, and maybe a couple other guys to, mm -hmm. to try and get something slated on the books, um, for, uh, for a ruck. Well, I was unsuccessful as you know, I, know. I, I named two different guys ruck yeah. you and both of them <clears> kind of <throat> weren't able to make it go. And, uh, but I think you keep on trying cause yeah. I think it, I definitely think it's worth it. And the other thing, I don't think I've shared this with you yet, but um, Gigawatt and I have had some discussions about getting a bike AO started. Uh, yep. Uh, so I think we're, we're going to get that rolling here. It might be something we just do over the summer mm -hmm. months because um, yeah, biking in the winter is a little... <laughs> I know Bing's probably listening and he's like, oh, we bike all winter down here in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Biking in Pennsylvania is a little bit different. Uh, but anyway, so I think it's maybe just something that we, we try here for the rest of the summer, but he's, he's looking at getting something started on Wednesday mornings. Um, and he's going to do a mountain bike, mm -hmm. um, bike group, uh, just meeting up behind Geisinger, uh, at the stewardship force where the Geisinger trail network is, which is a really awesome, uh, mountain bike trail network. He's thinking he's going to do that in the mornings, the same time we're doing the 30 for 30 okay. at, uh, um, at Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, if for some reason they, they can't bike that morning, if like the weather's really bad or something, uh, I don't know why they wouldn't bike when the weather's bad, but they, they mm -hmm. could just hop down and join us at Thunderdome or the idea is maybe we get these guys mountain biking now in the summer and then it gets too cold and, you know, too much snow on the ground, just jump into the, they just jump down, down and yeah. they come down to Thunderdome. They put their bikes away and they come down and join us at Thunderdome. Cool. So, all right. So that's an idea that Gigawatt and I are, are trying to get started. And, uh, I told him, I said, man, I said, mountain biking just naturally, you know, when you guys get together and ride in your groups already, like it, it's, mm -hmm. it's already what F3 is all about, right? You're getting together. It's, it's meeting all the core principles. I said, all you need to add is a circle of trust at the end. Right. I think, and, I think the one thing that, um, I would say is, and I don't know how they do these things, but, um, you know, the mission of F3 is to invigorate male community leadership. So the sharing, you know, peer, uh, rotating the, the leadership 
part of queuing workouts and stuff like that um, is I don't know if you're doing mountain biking, you know, how you do that. You so. one week, uh, each week, somebody different picks the route that you're going to take. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably about as, that's, that's about as good as you can do. It, yeah. Right? That's yeah. So that's, uh, but you're not getting the, you know, commanding man leader, yeah. that kind of yeah. thing, but that, Hey, that's all right. It's cool. A lot of regions have biking AOs. Yeah. And I think they yeah. basically just show up and ride and right. Close out the COT. As far as I know, that's what they do. I don't yeah. know. Bing, when you listen to this, shoot me a message and say, how do you, how do you run your, uh, bike AO? Yeah. Yeah, those guys are they're they're doing triathlons and stuff like that down there. I know Bing is and a yeah. couple of the other guys, so, especially yeah. training. So yeah, so those are some of the some of the ideas that I have. The other thing I, I really want to I want to encourage the guys. We we get a lot of Otis bombs for some yeah. reason in our in our packs. It's like they, they get ideas, they they kind of get started, and then they they try and find a perfect date that like everybody can participate in right. whatever it might be. You know, yeah. we're trying to get something going for like CPR certification and CPR training for the packs. And, right. You know, I know that's kind of like dropped off because like they, they couldn't find the perfect date when everybody could make it. And there's been a lot of things like that over time. We need to stop letting perfection stand in the way of progress. All right. You know, and so, so too often we're just like, we're letting ideas drop just because like 20 guys aren't going to be able to make it, you know, uh, like who cares? Like if five guys can make it, 10 guys can make it, whatever it is, like, yeah, do it. Like right. it's, it's, it's going to benefit those guys and, uh, it's, it's still going to be a good thing mm-hmm. for us. You know, if we get five or 10 guys to show up and get CPR certified that don't know how to do CPR these days, one of those guys might be the next guy that does CPR on someone like Peloton and saves right. the guy's life. So, yeah. um, yeah, let's, let it, let's, let's do it again. Don't let perfection stand in the way of progress. So yeah, man, let's get rolling. Yeah. So those are, those are my ideas, just shooting off the top of the top of my head here of the things that I've I've have, have in my head as uh, I've been preparing for this day of taking over as Nantan, and we'll see what we can do with all of them. Yeah, uh, you're gonna do a great job. And, I hope so. You know, big uh, shoes to fill. <laughs> ten and a half, did you say? Just ten. <laughs> just but it depends tens. on the sneaker. Like the current running shoe I'm using, that Reebok 880s or 11s. So my whole life I was a ten. All of a sudden I'm an 11 in this shoe. So who knows? I don't know. But thank you for your leadership for uh, all these years and starting this um, thing that we got in F, uh, Susquehanna Valley of F3. Yeah, I was. it's great, man. I love it. I just love it. And, uh, you know, the the real joy is seeing, obviously, the, the progress that the guys are making. You know, and a lot of the guys say, uh, you know, they're making progress in their fitness, obviously. But more so, uh, they almost every guy talks about how much they've uh, grown in their faith. Uh, growing in their leadership ability and their yep. confidence, you know, and that kind of thing. And, uh, and so that's, you know, that's what it's all about. So it's, it's really cool to hear that. I've got, I don't even tell you, I get some text messages and stuff, but um, guys just being very, you know, gracious, but, um, but it's, you know, I'm not done. I'm still here. I ain't yeah. going away. Yeah. We're, we're still going to have a discussion. You, just got, you, you might have to rein me in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I already got you in charge of uh, social media. Yeah. <laughs> and you're crushing that. Yeah. Uh, but we'll right. probably have to give you something else to. Okay to keep you occupied all right you just you lead me all lead right. me brother sounds good all right so uh the other thing we wanted to talk about was uh is um when this airs if if we're doing our math correctly and spielberg drops these in the sequence that we think we are <laughs> uh the uh this episode should air on the week of the fourth of july right independence day july 3rd july 3rd it's my daughter's birthday so um anyway we want to talk a little bit about uh independence day and um, kind of what it what it means to us and what it should mean, I think, to everybody. Um, so, you know, if I were to ask you, what is the 4th of July? What is Independence Day? What does it mean to you? 
I was going to punt back to you and have you answer first. <laughs> you know, I'm the guy that comes up with the questions. Yeah, so I, I know, I know. <laughs> I feel like I'm the guest, actually. I know. So, you know, I'm, I'm, well, first I'm going to step back, and, and I mentioned this during, um, it'll be the podcast, I guess, that airs, uh, that aired last week. No, it'll have aired two or three weeks ahead of this. I, I'm not doing the math right. But anyway, you know, we, we talked about um, the travels through, the, or the visits to Independence Hall. Yes. Um, and, and I shared that this should be the misfire episode that yeah, we'll, we'll have aired on the 19th. Yeah. So it should yeah. be two weeks ahead of this one, right? Yeah. If yep. I, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So, so misfire, you know, he talked about, you know, you, you guys had your love affair of history yeah. <laughs> and the birth of our country, but, um, you know, on, on that episode, I, I shared that it, it's rare that just like something really like surprises me with the awesomeness and just the gives you the, the chills and just kind of gives you more than what you expect right. out of something. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've been to some different places, you know, some, some national parks that like you've seen postcards, you've seen pictures, but like until mm-hmm. you actually physically see it and step, step into that spot where you've seen these pictures, like it doesn't do its justice and it just is like overwhelming. Yeah. You know, the, the beauty of some of the areas that I've, I've been with in national parks and things like that. Um, or other occurrences in life. But for, for me, when I, when I went to independence hall the first time and listened to one of the national park service guys walk through the days leading up to the signing of the declaration of independence. Yeah. Absolute chills, Mm -hmm. total chills, which, which just, it just can't describe it, but like just the theory, like it's worth the birth of our country. Yeah. You know, like and the, the brilliance and the, the amount of geniusness, if that's a word mm-hmm. uh, of, of the guys that sat there over those weeks and mm-hmm. came up with yeah. that document. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, um, uh, it's one of probably the most important documents that humans have come up with, I think, uh, because it was a radical idea. And it is based on biblical principles Mm -hmm. and acknowledges that we are all, uh, well, endowed by our creator with certain inalienable inalienable rights. So, you know, we acknowledge God as our creator and that our rights come from him and not from the king or the dictator or the emperor or, you know, whatever. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's an incredibly important document. Uh, historically, just little historic facts. I know not everybody's into this, but uh, they actually voted on it and to to say we're going to do this on July second. On July fourth is when they ratified or affirmed all the wording in it, and that's when they uh, we, we declare that this is it, you know, kind of thing. And that's why we celebrate it on the fourth. Um, they didn't sign it then. All the the one the one with all the signatures on it was like August second or something like that. What? Yeah, on July 4th, uh, Jan, John Hancock signed it, and I think the secretary of the Congress, which was, uh, I believe, a guy named Thompson, I might be wrong about that, only two guys signed it, and they made copies of it, and they, they sent it to all the state assemblies. They sent it to the Continental Army, because we were actually involved in the conflict already. George Washington yeah. was with the troops. Uh, I think they were in New York at the time, but I, I could be wrong about that. But um, And one copy went to King George III of England. And uh, altogether, when they when the rest of them signed it, there were fifty six guys that signed it. And I just 
well, I'm, I'm on a roll here with the historic history, right? So okay. I just, something I think that probably most people don't know. And uh, so I'm going to just quickly go through this. Of the 56 signers of, De- so if you sign the Declaration of Independence, it was an act of treason right. against Great Britain, which was the penalty of that was death, yep. right? So you knew that they knew that they were putting their lives on the line, right? They, uh, um, I think the the uh, the phrasing is we, oh my gosh, I'm going to get it wrong, but they're they they're going to risk their fortunes, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, I'm doing a terrible job this because I a can't remember the, the wording, but right? yeah, basically signing their death warrant. So of these guys, of the fifty six guys that signed it, five were captured uh, by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardship of the Revolutionary War. So these aren't guys in Congress who declare war and not going to war. These guys are like picking up a rifle or a musket or whatever they had back then. Um, Oh, here it is. They pledged their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honors. That that was the wording I was looking for. and, you know, I'm just give you some of these guys. Carton Braxton of Virginia, wealthy planner, trader size, ships swept from the sea by British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts and died in rags. Thomas Meekin was so hounded by the British that he was forced to move his family almost inst- constantly. He served in the Congress without pay and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him. Poverty was his reward. Uh, vandals or soldiers or both looted the properties of Ellery, Clymer, Hall, Walton, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that British General Cornwallis had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. The owner quietly urged General George Washington to open fire. The home was destroyed and Nelson died bankrupt. Francis Lewis had his home and properties destroyed. The enemy jailed his wife and she died within a few months in jail. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and his gristmill were laid to waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves, returning home to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from exhaustion and a broken heart. Norris and Livingston suffered suffered similar fates. Anyway, they literally sacrificed their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor to do this. And they knew that this was going to be a possibility when they signed that thing. So it took tremendous courage. And these guys weren't poor, right? I mean, they own land and all that stuff. So they, they really, I mean, the sacrifices that people have made so that men could be free and enjoy the liberties that God has given us is something that on the 4th of July we should stop and just think about, right? Yeah. And, and um, consider what we're doing, what we're blessed with now. Yeah. Things are, there's always something you could point to that's bad, right? Right. Um, you know, as a conservative Christian, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the culture that I don't like. Um, but God is in control. And you know what? I still got this nice house. I still have a good job. My kids are healthy. They have got good, good jobs. You know, I go on vacations. I go on cruises. Oh, my gosh, I've got a great life. Yeah. You, you hope at least collectively as a society that we're still moving in a positive direction. Yeah, hopefully. You know, since that day. And the good news Some is... Some might argue that we're not, uh, right? but it, yeah, I, I don't know. But the uh, good news is that at least up till now, we're still free. Yeah. And we can still make, you know, we still elect our officials. Yeah. So if things are bad, it's only our own fault. That's right. Right? Yeah, and, and, and just to think about those guys, and you know, to, to go back to your to your question, and I'm not really saying what it means to me, but it's, it's just, it's the thought 
of believing in something that strongly. Yeah. To, to put your name on, on a document. Well, first, to come together with a group of guys just to write the document mm-hmm. and then to sign it. Yeah. Knowing that you, that you could be signing, again, your death wish or your death death warrant, however, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and you just wonder, like, in today's day, mm-hmm. how many guys, no matter what it is, how many guys have something that they believe in that strongly that they that they're willing to die for it? Wow. Yeah. Good. Good question. Good yeah. point. You know, it was uh, C.S. Lewis. I hope I get this right. I think it was in his essay "God in the Dock." I'm not sure, but he talked about men without chests. Maybe that was the name of the essay. I can't remember. But um, at the so this was during World War II, like that era. And he was he was uh, talking against the culture then of relativism, right, and turning away from God and His Word. And uh, he said, "There's the head, and there's the stomach. The stomach of the cravings, and blah blah blah. And the head is like your reason, but the heart's what uh, governs yeah. or should govern everything the right way." I'm I'm really paraphrasing this poorly, but okay. uh, y'all go out there and read that. Read it if you if you can. But he said, "We're we're making men without chests because we're taking away." Uh, absolute truth yeah. in the schools and yeah. stuff like that. And so, and he says, uh, a famous line from there is we castrate, we castrate the geldings and bid them be fruitful. <laughs> and what he's saying is when you want men to stand up for something and, uh, and to sacrifice and, and be willing to stand the gap, if you take away uh, absolute truth and, you know, things that we're really grounded in, in God's word and that kind of thing, that don't be surprised when, when men aren't going to stand up and, and defend uh, liberty, yeah. defend their country, defend their families. And so your question is a good one. Yeah. Cause I mean, think about and it. Like, you know, a we, good point. We have no, we've lost the concept as you're saying of absolute truth, mm-hmm. you know, um, in a, in a lot of ways and any, any more without absolute truth, you can, you can kind of justify anything based on your, on your feelings. Right. Right. Or someone else's yeah. feelings. And so when, when push comes to shove and it's, it's time to step up and defend something, it's, you know, that we're essentially, we've, we've trained a society now that, oh, well, I, I can justify why I should go ahead and just like not defend this mm-hmm. and step aside. And, you know, I don't, I don't need to really sacrifice my life or really stand up for it because eh, I can justify not doing it or justify yeah. why someone else might, might feel that way. Um, yeah. Without absolute truth, we've got nothing. Right. right. Yeah. We, we're standing on uh, shaky ground, not right. solid ground. Right. Yeah. And uh, Jesus said, you know, basically you build your house, right? You build it on the sand. When tough times come, it washes away. Everything collapses, build it on solid rock, firm foundation. Yeah. Tough times come, you're going to stand strong. Yeah, and that's and that's the other fascinating thing about it, the Declaration of Independence is is that foundation mm-hmm. that it laid, and and um, we we talked about that uh, with them. Um, oh my goodness, oh, there's totally misfire, <laughs> misfire. Thank yeah. you, good lord. How did I forget it? Uh, you know, we, uh, misfire alluded to that to the idea that maybe all of our elected officials need to have ha- spent some time studying our history yeah. and the founding, because like I, I would challenge a lot of them don't know the history that well, probably I'd venture yeah. to guess you probably know the history of it a lot better than maybe 50% of the senators elect and congressmen and women that we have representing our country and representing our individual States. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be an interesting study. 
<laughs> yeah, give <laughs> to, him a quiz. To give him a quiz to <laughs> see. But to, to me, they should know this. Mm-hmm. Like that is the foundation, right? That they're representing. You know, all these years later. Yeah, but you know, even if you know that stuff, if you've been brought up uh, with moral relativism, yeah. that you could, you know, they say, well, that's okay for them then. That was true for them then. But that doesn't mean it's true for me now. So that's the that's the danger of moral relativism, right? We can always change our mind and say this is this is good now. That was good then. That's good for you, but it doesn't work for me. Right. So my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. And so that that's the danger of it. It sounds uh, compassionate. It sounds loving. You know, yeah. don't tell somebody else what's true. To, to me, it's like it, like think about the concept in in the church. Let's talk about the church for a little bit. And so you know, in our in in the Baptist church, with which you and I both attend, you know, we we have. Uh, elected, they're nominated and then approved by the congregation. We have deacons mm-hmm. and we have elders. Right. Elders are more the teaching. Deacons, you know, are tending to the uh, day-to-day happenings that are happening within the church and then also making sure that we're taking care of the congregation, the widows, the orphans, right. and, and such. Um, think of, think of, like, parallel that to our Congress. Mm-hmm. Like, elders and deacons are are selected because they know and they understand the foundation, the, the biblical foundations that the, the church mm-hmm. stands on, believes in, and wants to, to follow and and stick with and mm-hmm. not not drift from. Um, think, think of in the church, if we were like electing officials like we do in Congress anymore, mm-hmm. not knowing whether they really know really well what the found, founding principles were. Like, right. Like our church would crumble pretty darn quick, right? We would it certainly would go as, turn into something. We different. would certainly yeah. go astray from what our current right. beliefs are in, yeah. our, in our church doctrine. Yeah, um, and and so you like huh, kind of it's a little concerning, right? That mm-hmm. where our country could go. If but we, that's the, if that's really the risk of freedom, right? From, it is, yeah. But if we're drifting away from that foundation that was set. Yeah, that's the risk of freedom, and it's it's the the responsibility of those who have the truth to teach it and to do it uh, lovingly and respectfully, but to win the argument, to yeah. win the day, because it's it fits with reality, right? Absolutely, and it's what works. So, sorry, I don't mean to be doom and gloom for our. Ah, it's okay, like man. That, There's always hope. Yeah, that's right. Faith, love, and hope, baby. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, for fourth the, the Independence Day, I mean that's what I think about. I think about these. So these guys that signed the Declaration. When we talk about we, you know, we, we we've got at length here talking about how they knew that or that they were in trouble if they signed this, but we have people have to remember at the time, uh, the British Empire was by they were the superpower of the world. Yeah. Okay, we're a bunch of farmers and you know that kind of stuff, so the odds were against us. We were a big underdog in that war, uh, and so they and they knew that, yeah. and they still signed it. They you know they still yeah. put put everything on the line for yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty amazing to think about. In F3, we're going to make men with chests, not right. men without chests. You got it. We're going to do lots of merkins. <laughs> we can save the world, right? F3 can save the world, according to Slaughter, baby. That's right. Yeah, Watch F3 can F3 save the world. So save the world. one man at a time, one plus, community we got to put our plug in, Dark Helmet for President 2024. Dark Helmet for President 2024. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, the 4th of July is com- coming up. Well, when you hear this, it's here it is. Please just remember that. I think, you know, for for all the people out there listening to this, um, teach your kids. Yeah. The, uh, the and you know, this we're not going to talk about it a whole lot more. We talked about it during the podcast with Miss Fire, but our the principles our nation has been founded on are good. Yeah. Solid. 
it it's it it gave the reason for uh, freedom, yeah. you know, for for un- the the curse of slavery, the evil of slavery in our country. Um, you know, we we had to pay the price to get rid of it, but you know, we haven't done everything right, obviously. Yeah. So the government's one thing. I mean, there's politicians and government that you know doesn't always do the right thing, but the principles that founded our country, they're based on biblical principles. The separation of power is totally uh, a biblical principle, knowing the human nature and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah just yeah. brilliant. Take some time, reflect on the day. Yeah. You know, as we should with all holidays. You know, I, I try and do that with my family to, to make them just remember, like, it's it's not just a day off work. It's not just a day that we get together and have a picnic with family or friends. It's not a... It's not, oh, this is the day every year we go see fireworks or launch yeah. some fireworks off at our house. It's mm-hmm. There's so, so much more to it. And yeah. uh, just just take some time and and uh, ponder what mm-hmm. the day really, really means. Yeah, and I think I think that uh, they celebrate it. Because when they came out of the Independence Hall, there were people out there, and they read it to the to the people. Yeah. And, and they celebrated. And I think it was John Adams said we should celebrate it with, I don't think he said fireworks, but it was fireworks. Yeah. And so that's why we have fireworks on the 4th of July. Yeah. You know, it's it's worth celebrating. Yep. Absolutely. And it's worth fighting for. That's no doubt, brother. There's good in the world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Ho- hopefully we don't have to do too much fighting in the future, but right. when it comes, men of F3 are going to be the ones that are going to step up and, and Yeah, fight, man, we'll stand in the gap. There's always They're not going to come through the Carolina the the Carolinas and and South Alabama. No, and maybe <laughs> maybe they're going to have to join forces. You know, yeah. South and North Carolina. That's right, unite. No one. Carolinas <laughs> unite. The Virginias unite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Sorry. So, Sorry. Take us uh, there again. We're going to get. Started. I oops. just for some reason I stumbled upon that conversation in Slack today. I was like, oh, I forgot about when we offended the Carolina folks. Yeah. That's nah, good, they love good us. Good chat going on mumble chatter. You love us, right, Carolinas? <laughs> uh, so you know, we're there's always going to be a fight, though. That's right. There's always going to be a fight because uh, there's there is good and there's there is evil, and all it takes for evil to prosper is good men to do nothing. I'm quoting a lot of people here now. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the guy from England said that. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but anyway, yeah. Um, so good men need to stand up, stand in the gap. We need right. no. We need firm foundation to stand on. We know what we're fighting for. And uh, we got to fight for something bigger than ourselves. That's right. All right, man. Uh, anything else for the good of the order? No. I, I just before we recorded this, I claimed the queue for July fourth. Oh, all right. Packs. Dallas got the queue. Oh, we wanted to talk about the beatdown for for uh, the fourth of July, right? Yeah. So, no, I I stole when I did the, the original fourth of July beatdown for us when I queued. I stole the 1776 idea from somebody out there, and I'm sure it's going to go back out on Twitter and on Slack again. Yeah. And- and I think there is like a 1776 beatdown that's kind of right. become like a popular one that a lot of the regions do. I can't remember what it yeah. is. I'm I think sure some somebody it, has, it'll start showing up here real soon. Right. I think somebody has Patriot Games too or something like that. But that's what it maybe is. Maybe Suncoast. It's a, it's a, it, 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 no, I think it is the Patriot Games that's yeah. kind of has spread. Maybe I, I don't know. We'll we'll see it soon enough on coming to. Uh, Twitter near you. Well, dial up our newly minted Nantan is going to queue on the fourth, yeah. and we'll see what he comes up. I'll probably up with. come up with something unique and something uh, of our own. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I'll throw in that seventeen hundred and seventy-six meter run. Just make sure you bring Pong. I'll just make, <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure we got someone that can run really fast and yeah. get done. Get done quick. For the packs that don't know, this part of the seventeen seventy-six beatdown was. I think it was early on in the beatdown, but I can't remember. But I have it on my phone. But the uh, so you run. 1,776 meters, right, which is just over a mile. Yeah. And uh, whoever hits that mark first, everybody's done. Yeah. 
right? So if I run a thousand meters, some guy hits 1776 and I'm done, I only run a thousand meters, but, uh, that's, that's the way we did it. Yeah. yeah. Luckily Pong, who's a 421 miler was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> it got done. He got done pretty quick. Yeah. He was uh, flying. By the way, when we did the, the run as many laps as you can in three minutes, 57 seconds, my only goal was to not have you pass me. Yeah. But uh, you passed me on the second one. I did. I got you the second time around. But I, I, I stopped and cut across and went back to the flag because I wanted to get everybody back. I think you threw flag. me off on the first one, though, because I thought you yelled we were time. Yeah, well, I, I did that on purpose. Because I forgot to look at my watch <laughs> when we started, and I thought you said time, <laughs> and I eased up. Yeah. And then you're like, no, we've got so many seconds left. Yeah. And so then I had to start again. Yeah, that's, you know, when and you're the was, queue, you could do things You like still that. had about five meters <laughs> on me when time ran out. I would have got you otherwise. I uh, know. It's all good, though. You're getting faster post-back surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The two two weeks ago, I ran three miles, 12-minute mile. To yesterday, I ran an 11.26 for three miles. Good so, work. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, I don't know how much I'm supposed to be doing, but, uh, yeah, I also got to lose some fat. So All right. Well, we probably bored folks enough yep. with our just random mumble chatter here today. But right. uh, hopefully, yeah, some good discussion so in so here. So, yeah, to so the end of the podcast, we're going to go out singing God Bless America. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. promise you we're not. I was born on the 4th of July. <laughs> okay. Um, well, thanks for listening, all our faithful podcast listeners. Uh, I hope you got something out of this. Uh, and just, you know, the one thing I think uh, I hope everybody takes forward from this is what we talked about on Independence Day. Uh, mostly, you know, remember we got to remember what makes everything great and what's worth fighting for. You got it. All right. Peace out, man. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.